Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Think of sound waves. You can't see them, but they're like smoke. So where you see smoke or where you smell smoke, sound waves are doing the same thing. So they're going underneath the cracks in the door. That's why even when you're in your house, you can hear the fire engine outside. You can hear the kids down the street. So think about all those things. And you're not going to make a soundproof situation. You're just going to make a better situation for you. Some podcasts start with an idea and very little knowledge on how to make it a reality. Like, how do you technically make it? How do you record it? Which mics do you use? What software do you use to edit it? Well, we're here to help, starting from the very beginning. I'm Tansy Vega, and this is Work It! The Podcast, a compilation of some of the best moments from the live event. This presentation was part of I Know How to Do That, a series of hands-on workshops led by leading hosts and producers where they share tips, stories, and knowledge about all aspects of podcasting. Yo, welcome to Started From The Bottom, podcast tech for beginners. I'm your girl TK, Tasty Keish, also known as Keisha Dutess. That's what they sign my checks with. And uh, welcome. I want to just give a shout out to Julia, Megan, and Alex from the BuzzFeed team. Can you just clap it up for them? It was an absolute pleasure. Um, I'm one of the last men standing at uh, BuzzFeed right now. So I came into that team, and their, their team is exactly what it was supposed to be, where you feel included from the jump. There's no hierarchy. There's no one doing admin work versus you know, better work or lesser work. There was none of that. So I just wanted to say and express my pride for being part of that team. And um, you know, that's it. <laughs> I'm nervous, I had to shake that off. So I didn't want to be too on the nose, but I was like, F it, this is my dream, yo. Started from the bottom, fuck it. Uh, I was like, fade out and produce the segment. Okay, cool. Um, I'm also an independent producer. I host a morning show called TK in the AM, and uh, that's an incarnation of, hey girl, she knows. I got two, I got two fans in here, yes. Um, so I just love doing that, making radio, experimenting with radio, experimenting with audio. And um, we're gonna take you guys all the way to the beginning, all the way to starting your podcast and the technology that you need or the different permutations of equipment that you could use. And anything I say, like Google is super free and amazing, so y'all, you know, there's, there's many different ways to skin a cat is what I'm saying. So what I'm saying is not absolute, but it's just work for me. And if I give you like a life hack or whatever, it's because I've made so many mistakes and I'm still making mistakes. So this is everything that I've learned and learned from. So, welcome to the show. Today, we're gonna talk about, we're gonna start with the room. We're gonna start with the tools, cables, field recorders, mixers, mics. How many people are scared of like stuff? Y'all scared of equipment? Don't be scared. Y'all scared of cables? Don't be scared. Don't do it, don't be scared. Um, we're gonna go into recording just a little bit, just different things that you should think about. And that might just pop up all throughout. We're gonna go into digital audio workstations and a tiny bit of editing or just show y'all what the different workstations have in them. So again, also like editing, how many folks are scared of editing and all the like software involved? All right, so I'm gonna show y'all some options and we'll go through it. We cool? All right. 
Whew, child. I'm going to do this a couple times because I get so excited to do this, and then, like, my heart starts beating, and I can't breathe, and inner-city kids got asthma. You already know. <sighs> All right. Let's talk about the room. This is a room inside of a bigger room inside of a bigger room, right? So what do they all have in common is that they're all contained. So think about the room that you're in when you're recording, whether you're doing it in a home studio or, you know, uh, your closet, um, whatever. You got to do a couple things. This room is full of windows. And if this was old, old Queens and there were a train coming by, you know, this looks like some freight train-ish. So, you know, I wouldn't record here. If, avoid windows, you know, things like that. Turn off your AC. A lot of people forget. It's so, it's these little things. It's, I'm going to point out little things that we don't think about. Turn off the AC unit. Some people unplug their fridge if they do it in the kitchen. You ever just are chilling, talking, and you're like, blah, 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 and then it's like, your fridge sounds like 1932 or something. So, like, you don't want that, and you're recording, so turn that off. Fans, closed doors. Um, closed doors, that's a good one. Like, that's the cheapest one. Doors are free. They're in our house already. Close them. Close them. Um, <laughs> but think about your window. Think about your door. Think about anywhere you have cracks. Um, a lot of people put up blankets. People record in their closet. They're inside a closet with coats in it. Um, think about your furniture. All that stuff is absorbing sound. It's absorbing sound waves. So you want you, you want your guests, you want your co-hosts to sound dope. And the, the whole theme of this talk really is do it right the first time. Because if you can control your area, that's something you can control for free, right? Like, I don't need anything. It doesn't cost me anything to unplug the fridge unless I forget to plug it back in. <laughs> then all the food, then you're, you know, you're effed. So that's where I would say consider sound absorbing curtains um, or acoustic foam. And think of sound waves. You can't see them, but they're like smoke. So where you see smoke or where you smell smoke, sound waves are doing the same thing. So they're going underneath the cracks in the door. That's why even when you're in your house, you can hear the fire engine outside. You can hear the kids down the street. So think about all those things. And you're not going to make a soundproof situation. You're just going to make a better situation for you. So think about your environment. Think about the room. Whew, let's go to the next slide. Oh, here's some stuff. This is just a quick gloss over, and we're going to go into all the peripherals in a second. Here's a quick gloss over of, of a kit. Um, you got your headphones for listening, your computer to recorder cable. I feel like there's a better term for that, but all right, slide. Um, <laughs> microphone. So this person has a phone or tablet for music and sound effects. Um, sound recorder, right? Your Zoom or your Tascam or your whatever. Uh, this is your mic to your recorder, so your microphone up there to your sound recorder in the middle, it goes together. Then that all goes into the laptop or your desktop. And then there's another cable right there, and I'll tell you all the proper names for these things in a minute. Um, it's going to their tablet to bring the music into the recorder. So that's just a quick you know, overview, and then we're gonna get into it. Boom, first scenario, cheapest scenario, Basic scenario, you get a USB mic and your laptop. That's you or you and a friend or even a group of people. If you contain the room properly or you do your recordings at 3 a.m. when nobody's out, um, 
you can successfully use a USB microphone. Let me tell you a story about USB microphones. So, back when I was broke yesterday, um, <laughs> I, uh, people would be like, yo, you have a voice for, you can do voiceovers, whatever. So, I started going on these online casting sites. And if you're doing it from home, nobody knows what you're doing, right? Like, nobody needs to know that you don't have a $500 mic. So, I bought me a, this is an old one, so excuse the jankiness, but I bought a blue snowball, it's a USB mic. At this point, it's probably like 40, 50 bucks. At the time, it was like 75 or 100, because I was like, let me invest in myself, you know, da-da-da-da-da. All I had was this. This is all I had to start. This baby has paid for itself probably 10 times over. You know, little gigs, $100 here, $200 there. Nobody ever knew that I had this. The thing about the USB mics, y'all, is they usually have switches on the back, and this is where folks run into trouble. They go, TK, it said plug and play, but it doesn't sound good. And I was like, <sighs> so I listened to it. It sounded like a bunch of people far away from the mic. And I go, sis or bro, did you turn the mic around? There's, three, there's a switch. Switches for bitches, let's go. Uh, there's a switch, one, two, and three. Those switches control the pathway that picks up your voice for the microphone, the polar pattern. And all these secrets, all these major keys are in the manual, y'all. Read the manuals. Just because it says plug and play on the front of the box doesn't mean you shouldn't read the manual, fam. That's how I got through college. Read the manual. I don't argue with teachers. I got my own thoughts. I just, they just want what's in the manual. So if you switch it to the proper switch that you need, and we'll talk about that, those polar patterns in a second, um, you can get a better you know, sound, better sound quality, because you're using it properly. Use the tools properly. Use your environment properly. So that's a USB mic, and it just went right into my laptop. So boom, there's that. Here's a studio on the go, you know, a small mixer, couple mics on the tabletop stand, and all of that is going right into the person's laptop. Um, this is something that I replicate every time I go out of town. So. The morning show that I work on is live, and we need ethernet, and we need, we need flexibility. So it's myself, a co-host, often guests, and whatever, and I need more flexibility, I need more control. So what we do is bring something like this. This is our baby mixer. This is what we bring on our road. This is literally, this whole box is what I bring with me to a place, and my laptop in my book bag. And I'm able to just set up and do some stuff there. So the mics all, they have their individual, they're in their individual channels. All of that, this is um, a USB mixer, as that one is, going right into the laptop. It's being recorded, and for me, it's being recorded and streamed. So, easy peasy. That's just another, like, small, maybe kitchen or your personal, you want more flexibility, but you also don't need it to be pro. So, that's the setup right there. Here's your fancy pants. I got a job. This is what it looks like. That's scary, right? <laughs> or your friend with money that like tricked out their basement and boom. So this is basically the same thing, but bigger. Um, and generally, they'll have a, a, a powerful desktop because they're gonna be doing a lot of things. Um, the one thing that this, this has that you can't see probably is an interface. Um, an audio interface is a tool that allows you to play. So it basically loops the audio back into the, the computer. So you can play, like I can play from iTunes or play from YouTube, and I can then also record the whole session. I can record myself, I can record it without it looping over each other, 
and getting feedback. So the big version um, usually has a interface, and if it doesn't, if you ha excuse me, y'all, if it doesn't have an interface that you can see, there's usually one inside, like a sound card or something. So that's 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 the difference. And don't be don't be intimidated when you walk into these workplaces. Like again, those are just they're all buttons. Start, stop, finish. Here's your field recording kit. Um, I brought my field recorder as well. This is Zoom. I got a Zoom H6. Uh, these are Zoom and Task Cams, and this is how they plug in. You just have the mics to an XLR cord, plugs right into the side or the bottom, depending on what model. And always, y'all, one of the most important tools that costs nothing, maybe $15, headphones. Headphones. <laughs> headphones, guys. Um, always use over-the-ear headphones so you can hear better. Um, it's just so you can bl also block out some of that outside sound. And you want to hear all the nuance in the recording. You want to hear the stuff in the background that you want to get rid of and all that other stuff. So that's your field recording kit. Let's see what's next. Boom, cables, so good. All right, some folks were scared of cables. Who's scared of cables? Who has apprehension? Don't, let's, let's use um, positive terminology, apprehension, because language matters. All right, I'm gonna go down here. I don't know if, if it's gonna be a thing with the mics. Can I? Okay. All right, this, these are XLR cables. XLR cables are pro cables, right? They're professional, they're made for what we do, they're made for people to record in. These cables can go further than a football field and still maintain the great sound quality. These right here, Test. These right here are consumer cables, and we use them short distances. So if you get these kind of cables, try to make sure if they're in your kit, like they'll be like three feet, six feet, 10 feet, 12 feet, whatever. Try to make them match each other. You know, you don't want to have all this extraneous cable either. Um, and also, that sound has to travel through the cable. And as, they, as your setup gets cluttered, um, you might have, have electrical noise and stuff. So try to use the best cables possible. And also, some of this stuff, I use them both because I have different reasons, you know? I'll show you guys in a second. So this is a Y cable. Why, why not? I'll show you in a second. So here's my XLR cable. And if you want to see, ooh, let me go back there because they ain't working out for me. All right, so this is the XLR cable and it has two ends and it will go at the bottom of your mic, boop, and then into your mixer or your field recorder. Easy peasy, no big deal. And I'm going to attempt to, there it is. <laughs> I was gonna be like, oh, like, woo, 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 I could do it. No, I can't, no, I can't. All right, so let's go to the Y cable and I'll tell you guys why I love it and why it's my MVP um, next to the XLR cable. So the Y cable is like, I wanna bring some audio from outside, from you know how somebody always comes at the last minute, yo, I got a song, can you play it, TK? And I'm like, <sighs> right? And I don't have time to open it on email because we're live or because you didn't send it to me or whoever, right? So they, I go, do you have it on your phone? Do you have it on your tablet? Do you have it? Anything that can fit a headphone jack, that's the one-eighth inch, guys, headphone jack or 3.5 millimeters um, can go in there. You plug this into your baby mixer or any mixer, boop, at the top, and you're good to go, and you just operate the channel the same as you would a microphone channel. So I'll show you um, how I 
on the mixer that I have. I feel like a damn magician with this box. <laughs> All right, boom. So here are our channels, right? Mics go in there, instruments can go in there, Y cables can go in there. I'm gonna just put the mic down and plug this in for y'all. All right, so we're good, we're cool. Let's see what's next. Oh yes, headphones, right? So it's not just you that wants to hear. Sometimes your guests want to hear. Sometimes your co-host wants to hear. And Lifehack, awesome thing about like hearing and sound and whatnot is sharing these things with your co-hosts or your co-producer or your guests. Because in that moment, they can correct themselves in real time. So if you're just the only one listening, you're also in charge of how it sounds. So you might be hosting, and a lot of times, this happens to me and this happens to a lot of people, you get so caught up in hosting and producing that you forget about the sound. Because what happens to our brain is like, it's a very interesting thing. Like our brains focus on one thing. So we're focusing on the conversation. Is it good? Did I answer all, ask all the questions? But we're not thinking about the sounds, right? The dog that just barked. Uh, the person that just came out the elevator. We're not thinking about that. And you have to have dual minds. But if everybody has headphones, they can hear themselves when they go off mic, all right? Or else I'd be in charge of saying, come back, come back, you know? So let them listen too, because you can hear, that doesn't sound good. Hey girl, let me come back up, all right? So to share, if you want to keep it super cheap, you get a headphone splitter, you know, five, 10 bucks from Best Buy or whatever, you put it into the headphone jack and you and the other person can share. Or if you want to give them a little more control, use a headphone amplifier. So this has four channels, so four people could listen. You plug that, that goes also to the headphone jack, and they can control their own. So some people can't hear well, so they need it loud. Some people need it softer. So the difference is cost, um, but that's like $30 and that's like $5. So, and also more control, less control. So I have to listen, if with the splitter, I have to listen to whatever you make me listen to at whatever volume you make me listen to it. At this, they can control it. And I know some folks, I've sat with some folks that you know they've done permanent damage to their eardrums and they need it real loud. And they love radio, I don't blame them, so they're not gonna not do it. Shout out to them. <laughs> All right, so here's some field recorders and accessories to them. So that's a Tascam, Tascam, and a Zoom. And there's just many brands and many models. And I say whatever works for you, use it. Um, it uses an SD card to get the memory. And also, it's kind of like a, you can control how loud. So the way that on the mixer, the way on the mixer that you can control the volume at the bottom with the bottom knob, there's actually, and gain, there's actually a volume and gain on your field recorders. So that's actually like the smaller version of this, of kind of having a lot of control. And if you can, you can fit a lot of these cables into the XLR port, because the interesting thing that Zoom does and what some of these do, is not only I can, can I fit an XLR cable in here, which is your pro mic cable, I can fit in some of those other cables, so like a line in. But this, don't do what I'm doing. I'm just showing you that it fits. See, I could do that too. Don't do what I'm doing because that's a mono. That's one side. So that's the thing. 
With this Y cable, it's splitting one signal into, it's, uh, sorry, it's combining two signals, left and right, into the one stereo at the bottom. So if you are, just be aware, and this is a, like another table, uh, cable, like just to be aware of um, hack or thing to know. All right, check this out. When you're talking about cables and whether it's mono or stereo, am I gonna hear it from one side or both sides? So if I just mess with this one right here by itself, this is a quarter inch, those big ones, quarter inch, and it has one ring. One ring means it's mono, right? It's only gonna come out the one side. So that's why they put two, so it's left and right, and I plug them into the mixer together, and at the other side, I get a stereo. So if y'all look at your headphone jacks, at home, when you go home, you'll see two rings, two stereo. Whatever incarnation of cable, two rings stereo, one ring mono, you're gonna know that that thing is gonna come out one side, all right? Or one channel. And on your earbuds for your cell phones, you will see a third ring. And I say try not to use those if you can help it because um, they're a tiny bit longer, but they don't look like it, so you'll jam it into something and it'll, it will break the thing sometimes. That extra ring is the microphone. So for your phone, your cell phone, one ring is, you know, one ring. <laughs> Two rings, this is the other ring. Those are the speakers, left and right. And that third ring is your microphone. It's getting your voice out into the phone. So just so if y'all ever looked, you can jam it into most stuff, but now they're starting to make stuff that like it won't fit in. Um, are we good? All right. So now we're getting to cell phones. Everybody's got a cell phone. You already have tools in your pocket. Whether you, don't, you got this or you can't afford it or not, you already got a tool. How many people got cell phones? Come on. All right. So you're all podcasters, basically. <laughs> but what I would say is, if you're going to use your phone, um, use a tool like that little, uh, it's like a mic and a headphone output. So you can, that person has a lavalier mic, a little tie mic, and it goes right into that little attachment that goes into their phone. And it also has a headphone um, monitoring jack. So you can listen to your stuff. Because a lot of times when you use your phone to record, you can't, um, you can't hear it. You're just recording it and you don't know what's happening. Now, I'm gonna dial it all the way back. Let's say you don't have anything with you, you just got your cell phone, but you saw interview of a lifetime, I don't know, um, I love Michelle Obama. Michelle Obama walking down the street, and she looked friendly today, so you said, I'm gonna interview Michelle Obama real quick on my cell phone. <laughs> she should say no to you, but anyway. Um, <laughs> but if she did, um, she didn't, I'll use my cell phone as an example. She you get your recording device on, and this is how we use a phone regular, right? Right, that's where, that's where your mouth goes. But when you're recording, you wanna find the microphone. So the mic for me is at the bottom of my phone and I wanna use it as a mic. I wanna use it properly. I wanna point it at my mouth and at their mouth. And I wanna assess my environment. I just met Michelle Obama in the street. Well, is it windy? I can't do it in the wind. Can I get Michelle to go in a corner with me? Hey girl. Let's talk. You know what I'm saying? You want to find, check your environment. So find a way to make yourself into a room, right? I don't know. Don't take strangers to ATM vestibule, but also that's also a good place to record real quick. I, 
I'm saying a lot of things that contradict. I really just like to get the audio, you know? I'm a hustler. So if you really met someone and you want to do it, or a lot of times um, you might be at a protest, this might come up, right? And you didn't know you were going to be at a protest. You didn't know you were going to get some audio at the protest. Well, whip out your phone, fam. And also it takes, it lets people be vulnerable because this stuff makes people they go, oh man, like this, what is he gonna do with my voice and whatever, and I always give my, my card and I go, well, you know, I'm just recording this for my show and blah, 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 but these tools are intimidating to people, you know what I'm saying? So, just think about that. Mixers, so we, so we did talk about it a little bit. Basically, what goes in must come out, and I might have to drop the mic for a second. Okay, no, not that. What goes in must come out. And I'm just gonna go through this and eliminate the stuff you don't need to start. If you wanna continue in this journey, y'all go on Lydia or whatever, Lila. What, what's that website with, that teaches you stuff? Linda. Linda, I didn't know who, whose homegirl that was. You go with Lydia and them, it's the wrong website. Um, <laughs> so I'm gonna just show you this mixer, both of them. It's just, and I just want to show you how they're the same and don't be scared. What goes in? Everything at the top is what goes in. So where it says mic right there, that's where your XLR cable goes. That's it. XLR cable is attached to the microphone. That's what you need. That's your first line of defense. We're going down. This channel has also a line in. You can't go line in and mic at the same time. So choose one. So if I'm bringing in a tablet or something, then that channel is dedicated to the tablet, you know? We're moving down, gain. This is important because gain is the power. So sometimes gain and volume, they work together. Not sometimes, yes, they work together. Gain and volume, um, they're kind of like you massage both of them. So let's say you've pushed my volume up at the bottom as high as it could go, and I'm a soft talker, and this is a cheap mic, and there's just nowhere to go, right? You wanna, you wanna lower me down first before you start playing with gain or else you get all kinds of feedback and crazy. Then you wanna increase the gain a little bit because the gain is the power that the, the voice goes through. So think about, this is New York City, it's gonna be a violent example, but just bear with me. You're walking down the subway um, you know, stairs really slow and someone pushes you, that's gain. Bop, go on bitch, like that's gain. You know? So you gotta be gentle with gain and then you wanna adjust the volume accordingly because it's gonna sound louder, but it really means it's giving it more, um, it's giving it more energy, it's more like more juice. So down to EQ, let's leave it in the middle because we're middle people. We don't need to mess with stuff that's not broken. Keep it in the middle. Our voices are in the mid range. Unless this person has a squeaky voice, just go on and call an engineer after that. Don't move it. Keep it in the middle. When in doubt, keep it in the middle or turn it off. Um, on this one, it has aux and, and sound effects. Um, we don't need aux for right now. We're just dealing with what we need today. Um, FX, you know, so if you, if you turn on the sound effects and then you turn the FX button, it will like reverb or echo. I just keep it all the way down because that's not the kind of show that I'm doing or the interviews that I'm doing. And you have pan. Pan means left, right, left, right. So if you pan me left and you pan my one of us will be on one side of the channel and one side on the other. So I keep it in the middle unless I'm recording people or recording me and my co-host might sound similar. 
So I might pan just a tiny bit, tiny, tiny bit. And that's just for your brain to play a trick on you, right? So a lot of times there'll be shows with two male hosts that sound alike or two women hosts that sound alike. So one, the engineer might pan just a slightest touch, just the slightest touch. And what it does is play with your brain so that it recognizes who's on the left and who's on the right. Um, but when in doubt, leave it in the middle and call it a day. Then you got mute, which mutes the whole thing. Then that's your volume, up and down. All of this repeats till it gets to the end, to the main. That's what comes out, right? What goes in must come out. All this stuff in the middle, don't worry about it. What comes out? So there's the, the buttons, oh, I'm sorry, the lights, green, yellow, red. You can see how loud you are and how all of that combined comes out at the end. So green is good. Yellow, you're getting close to the end. Don't do it, don't jump. Red, you've jumped and you're effing it all up. That's it, that's how I'm gonna explain that to you. And there's your headphone jack up top. Put your headphones in so you can listen. That's where your splitter would go or your headphone amp and, or your own headphones. So that's the mixer. Do we feel a little more confident? Oh, that was lackluster. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm not doing my job. All right, here I go crawling back this up here like an old lady. All right, fam. So yeah, that is basically mimicked here, which is also mimicked here in a smaller package. That's all. So there's no reason to, you know, like, you're good. You're good to go. You can start your show. But let me breathe, take a sip of water, and I'm going to let y'all watch this video real quick. Thank you for watching that. I just wanted to make sure y'all saw it all working in concert. Do y'all feel a little more just like I just pulled out disparate pieces from my magic box? And then I was like, gonna leave you. I wasn't gonna leave you like that, fam. Boom. So polar patterns, like we talked about a little bit in the video. Um, there's a couple you should know about. Cardioid, again, is that straightforward. It is picking up mic sounds straight in front of it, directly in front of it. There's hypercardioid, there's supercardioid. Those just mean that it's gonna narrow down the field. So how I'm holding the mic, this is, how the, this is the front of a microphone. Right there, of a handheld microphone. Um, other ones are different, but generally we're using these in podcasting, right? If your microphone looks like, you know, it hangs down and it looks different, look for the label. That will be the front of the microphone and that will be where you point your voice. So you see the little head? That's the polar pattern at which it's picking up your, your voice. And you want to start with folks here. About a fist away and then you can adjust you know, or your body, they can adjust their body, you can adjust them from the volume. Boom. Omnidirectional is picking up everything. Omnidirectional is picking up sound directly in front of it, behind it, to the side of it, and it's a little bit less control. But if you have it, make sure that the most present sound that you want is the sound that's directly in front of it, if that's what you got. You use what you got. Bidirectional or figure eight. So this is all also stuff that the, these are the patterns that when you switch the, um, you use the switch on the USB um, mic that it will change to. So the bidirectional is a microphone that can pick up from the front or the back. So if it was this one, my USB mic, I'm talking into the front and then my friend is talking into the back and it's picking us up equally. It's like having two cardioids facing out from each other and you would just put them equidistant and you use your body. So if you're a soft talker, 
get closer. Or if they're a loud laugher, laugher, make them fall back. Also make loud laughers fall back, period. <laughs> All right, so yeah, I already jumped the gun on that. <laughs> um, jump the gun on that, cardioid or unidirectional microphones. And you can also see what type of mic it is. A lot of times they look like this, but you can't tell which is which. So look for it on the packaging. There's like maybe a circle or a little heart. The heart is cardioid, uh, like cardiac arrest. Um, keep the mic about a fist length away. Uh, think about how you can monitor your audio always. Always be monitoring. Use mic stands to reduce contact sounds. All that. All that flim flam hand, well this is a good microphone because I'm like, I could juggle it almost and you can't hear it. But m usually the stuff that we buy, you know, people get touchy and weird. You can hear all that in the recording. So get mic stands, eliminate that whole touch thing from the situation. Um, when all else fails and you have to use a cell phone or a laptop mic. So also I hate laptop mics, but if this, that's your life, if that's the life you want to lead, uh, remember my face and go get a mic. Nah, but <laughs> if, if so, sorry, um, direct your voice right into it. So for my, for my Mac, right, the mic is like at the top of the power button or something. And I'm, I'm definitely not going to do this, but if I was, I would like legit put my face into it. Hey, girl, welcome to the show. You're listening to TK's podcast recorded on her janky laptop, you know? Because if you do it from over here, it sounds like speakerphone. It sounds terrible. That's an omnidirectional mic as well. It's gonna just pick up the whole room. So don't do it, but also if you have to, just use your tools wisely, boom. Oh damn, another video break. This is just one minute, so it's not that dramatic. <laughs> Did y'all feel that though? You know, like, record it right the first time. You can't clean up bad audio. You just are laying more crap on top of it. Or you're just working really hard to take out these little slices. And that, I made that mistake with um, early clients of mine. I was like, they would just record stuff without letting me know. And then they would send me audio and be like, TK, clean it up. And I'd, I'd be like, yeah, I'll clean it up. No, when you spend six hours on a 30 minute interview, that's a problem. Do it over. You know what I'm saying? So don't do that. Um, Again, I think we did this, but recording, best practices. Assess your location and environment conditions. Get a minute of room tone at the top and bottom of the interview. So room tone is just the sound of the room. So it depends where you are. So if you're out in the world, get a little bit of that tone because that, the com that's what the computer uses to cancel out, like, it's, to can it's like all this chatter in the back. If we just be quiet, you can hear. I would record 30 seconds or a minute of that as room tone, right? Then I would use that, the, com the computer or your editing software uses that to cancel out the other stuff in your real recording, and then it comes out cleaner. I'm never gonna say clean, because I don't wanna promise you something that I don't know what y'all are working with. Um, <laughs> always do a sound check. Always, 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 even, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't have to be one, two, one, two. It could just be, hey, what did you eat for breakfast? You could be using that moment to chat them up. Just do a quick sound check, listen back to it. Okay, we're good, we're good. 
boom. Um, is there too much ambient sound? That's, the sound check is your opportunity to change the situation. Let's move over here. Let's go over there. Let's wait till the ice cream truck leaves. Da 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 da. For a newbie, room tone means silence. For an audio professional, room tone means the subtle, low volume sounds present in every room. Room tones are not all the same. Every room has its own unique sound. So every room is different, and that's why you got to do it every time. Editing. We already went through the model. Do it right the first time so you can do it better later. So we're gonna go through some audio workstations real quick. There's Reaper, there's GarageBand. There's a million of them. There's free ones here and free ones there. But one of my favorite free ones is Audacity. And don't let anybody else tell you that it's not useful or whatever. It's a software and it will get you where you need to go. I've applied for jobs and done edit tests. And also some of us don't have the access to the other tools or financially or whatever. Um, I've applied for jobs and they wanted to see, could you edit? And they didn't ask me what I edited in. That's how you get over. Um, they don't ask you. So you just edit the thing, make sure it sounds the best it could be, send it over to them. And then if they ask you, okay, do you have other skills? Then you can say, well, I'm learning and I'm working my way up. So working your way up would mean going next to Hindenburg. Hindenburg is intuitive podcast friendly software like made for people like us that just want to plug and play. You just you drop the audio in, it literally levels itself out. You can do all the other stuff that you do in like Pro Tools, you can add effects and all that stuff. Then you have Pro Tools. Who's scared of Pro Tools? Me too. Um, I have been so scared of Pro Tools, but I was trying, so I would take classes and I would pay this guy, and he's an amazing dude, I, but I would, I would pay him $100 per session to like learn this thing, and I couldn't keep it in my brain. The thing about Pro Tools is the best way to keep it in your brain is to use it. That's it. And a lot of us don't have it at our jobs, or our jobs, you know, they're not as nice as other workplaces to just let you hold on to it. So actually, first time I used Pro Tools was seven months ago when I got hired at BuzzFeed. I got the job without it, like I said. They didn't ask me how I edited that shit. Um, <laughs> so I actually edited their test in Hindenburg, but I am familiar with doing that in Audacity as well. Um, but yeah, she was like, you know, Julia Furlan hired me and she said, we're gonna teach you it. And the only way for you to learn is to use it and it's for damn sure. I haven't looked back since. It's, um, it's just one of those softwares, like I literally cannot express to you how to use it in words. You have to sit with it, right? Am I right? Look at it. <laughs> Word. So here's Audacity, just what it looks like. If you've ever recorded anything in your life, even on a cassette tape deck, you remember a few things. A red button is record, right? Back even when um, Victrolas and shit, I don't know. Somebody was bootlegging Victrolas. Red button for record, the, um, the triangle is for play, you stop is a square. Come on, y'all, that's it. So you have the waves going in, and your USB, this doesn't show it, but um, around, around here, if you had plugged in a USB uh, mixer or your Zoom or whatever, you would see like a little place, like a drop-down menu, and it'll tell you where it's getting audio from. So just so you know, it would be there. And this is where you see your levels. So this is in the green. Um, this is not in the red because it's bad, it's just some other shit. Um, so that's Audacity. Just wanted to show y'all what it looked like. Red, record, 
triangle, play. It's, that's it, baby. Boom. Hindenburg. All right, we're stepping into the big leagues. You're starting to make money off this thing. Hindenburg is super easy. Drag, drop, and if you want to record in there, so what you do is, you see track one up top, and you have track two, you have track three, and you have track four. And if I'm recording on all of these tracks, um, I don't know, can y'all see where the mouse is hovering? Yeah? So I would arm each track. Oops, sorry, y'all. I would arm each track, which just means hit that red button that just says, I'm ready, and then I hit the re real recording button at the bottom. Oh. Hold up, fam. There it is. Well, when that thing moves, you'll see the real recording button at the bottom of the screen. There it is, that circle. And then you're ready to record right into your software. That's Hindenburg. I just want to show you the, the front. Okay, here's Pro Tools. Oh, God, girl. This is my life now. So these are my two hosts at the top. I have some clips that I've cut up at the bottom. I have some sound effects on this other track. And these are bits and pieces that I've brought into, I've imported into the session. When you import something into a Pro Tools session, you can choose whether to put it right into the front, like the big screen, or into clips, this little bin on the side, the clip bin. I like to put stuff in the clip bin and then drag it where I need to first. Then I do all my chop, chop, chop. Um, but like, I can't really, you have to work in it. You just have to and like, that's it. Um, but it's also the same. Arm your tracks, so you hit Nicole, I hit Vim, I hit whatever I'm recording on and then I hit record up here, there's the button. So always look for your trusty record and playback buttons. And if you're wondering, okay, I can't hear myself, Go into preferences of any program and see, okay, can I track down, is this my USB um, mixer? Is it coming, all my mics coming in? Or is this my um, snowball on my USB mic? Is it all coming in? You'll see, it'll drop down. So when in doubt, also look for your system, not your preferences menu. Boom, best practices and just MVPs of editing that I like to use when I've gotten down to it. Just always know that the more effects or things you do to audio, it's the more your raw audio is affected. So if I keep adding echoes, it's gonna be more, it's gonna be more echoey, right? Same as if I take out, if I do noise removal, and then if I do noise removal on top of that, and then if I do, some people hit it like four times thinking it's gonna be like, you're gonna sound like a robot. Don't do that. Um, you just want it to sound like you, but you plus. Better, just better. Uh, so you wanna remove unwanted sounds for cleaner audio. You look for noise removal in any of these softwares. Um, you, might, you might wanna compress your audio, which is the span between the softest and the loudest sounds, and it can make your recordings just sound a little more polished. Like when the shampoo lady washes her hair and then she goes like this, and it's shiny, it's her hair plus, right? I love to use my fades, fade in and fade out. You can use fades to change the tone of something, change scenes, it's my favorite. Um, and also when I'm editing, even when I'm editing a conversation together, I actually like, if I cut, even if it's the same interview, I'll use a tiny fade, tiny, tiny fade to join it so it doesn't sound abrupt, right? Like, nope, I'll just go, boop, just a tiny fade. Uh, normalization is bringing 
your audio's volume, your amplitude to a target level. So some folks, um, they'll drop a song in and then they'll have their audio. Okay, so this is kind of right here. You see where this dips, where my cursor is? That person probably dropped in a piece of audio that wasn't the same as this piece of audio. So then you add a little normalization, sometimes like negative two or negative three is what I learned in broadcast, but we're doing podcasting, so Google what the proper thing is. But um, I'll put a little bit of normalization and it will make it into this, where it sounds it sounds closer, so it's less like song, 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 NPR voice, NPR voice, NPR voice. Then we're all on the same level, right? Um, it's for matching volumes between clips to get as close as possible to the same volume without distraction. Um, here's another one. If you record it right the first time, I will tell you about Levelator. It is a free tool. You pass your audio through it, and it'll do all those things for you. But if you're audio sounds crappy, it's not gonna magically make it sound uncrappy. So record it properly, down, uh, export it as a wave, drop that wave into Levelator, and it'll do all that stuff for you. Boom. All right, real quick, before y'all, you know, I know folks are getting antsy, file management. Keep everything in one place so your DAW, your digital audio workstation, your Pro Tools, your Audacity, your Hindenburg doesn't get confused. So what I mean by confused is a lot of times we um, tend to, we, we'll just be like, oh, I'm just downloading this from YouTube and it's in your downloads folder, but then you have another thing, a clip in this folder and you're just dragging shit in and then you go, I'm done, close the laptop, open it back up and then Audacity or Hindenburg or Pro Tools is like, hey girl, I can't find those files. Girl, put those files in one place. Even if you download it and it goes in your download folder, drag it from your download folder, make a project folder. This is episode one. These are all, this is all the audio from episode one. All the clips, everything, or else it'll get confused and then it'll be like, I can't find it, and then it'll ask you to manually find it. Have you, I've been through this. So <laughs> don't do that. Um, work with WAV files, it's higher quality, um, and it's also less compressed. And when you export your stuff to put it on the distribution platforms, export it as a high quality MP3, which is 192 and up, 192 kilobytes per second. Uh, that's called the bit rate. The bit rate refers to the number of bits per second that can be translated. Anyway, science, science, science. Um, but basically, work with raw audio as a high quality WAV, Bounce your stuff down to like a uh, high quality MP3 and then send that to your networks, your iTunes and your SoundClouds because what it does is, I say high quality MP3 because what it does is SoundCloud, uh, Apple Podcasts, everybody crunches it some more. So you want it to be as good as possible to get that done. Oh snap, we done. Questions, comments, thoughts, feelings, concerns? Come on up, microphone on the side. How'd I do, was that all right? Oh, Lord, I'm hot. Um, before we go, I'd like to and get to questions. I'd like to give a shout out to my friend and producer friend, Gabby Horton, who helped me put the slides together. Thank you, thank you, thank you. She is available for work and scene. Um, we shall start here and then we'll bounce back. Hi, um, so I record a podcast with um, co-hosts who are in California. 
um, what are the best softwares to use for that, or what's the best way to connect us without ha sounding like we're yeah, on over like, Skype and we're in a underwater chamber? Like Google Hangouts or something. Right. Um, okay, so a, a cool tool I like to use for that. It, firstly, I like to tell people, use the, um, if they don't have a mic, but they probably do, because they're awesome people and co-hosts, but if you have guests um, and you can't tell them to go buy shit, um, have them use the earbud with the mic on it, however they're calling you, and you can have them move the mic in front of their mouths, you know? But for you, uh, I like to use a thing called Clean Feed. Um, clean, I don't know if they spelled it, you know, funny to be jokey, but it's Clean Feed, and you can basically uh, patch in yourself and their mics, and each of you get a track at the end. And it's like a high quality, um, over internet, voice over IP thing that I like to use. Is that similar to Zencaster? Does anyone else use Zencaster? Yeah, similar to Zencaster, okay. except Zencaster, I guess it's, I don't know, there's like another element that Zencaster has in it, but yeah, similar to that. So, okay. um, and the quality is gonna be as good as the mics they have and also as the connection, so. The, the, wi the Wi-Fi or the yeah, Ethernet or whatever. The Ethernet or the Wi-Fi and also just their mics. So just make sure y'all are using similar tools so that y'all could sound like you're in the same room. Okay. And then it'll email you or give you an option to download each track. So you're good. Thank you. I'm gonna go over here real quick and then come back. Um, I'm like the most DIY podcaster yes. ever. So thank you, this was really helpful. You're welcome. Um, so for someone, I have a Zoom H6 and two Audio-Technica 2100s, the whatever the, the, I have the right mics, but okay. um, <laughs> what would your advice be to someone who's gonna start um, doing live podcast tapings? Cause I feel like yeah. that's like a beast of its own. Do you think the Zoom H6 is enough? Like what would be your go-to? Um, live like in the world and there, there'll be people there? Yeah, yeah, like a panel and an audience. And um, if you have one person dedicated to that, I would, I would say, yeah, cool, go ahead and do it. Um, mm -hmm. But if you are doing it and yeah, talking, just me. I would say get a baby mixer. You just could see things better. Okay, it's more better of a than Zoom. Yeah, it's just more of a visual thing mm -hmm. for me. That's just a suggestion. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that like I like having more control. Yeah, I like seeing it. I like being able to plug something in really fast and just going like this instead of like, you know. Right. So it's it's more about trying to control like all the elements for okay. me. Yeah. And sh everybody should be wearing headphones. Um, well, if you're in a live situation, that it's might not be not a to. good look for visuals. Yeah. So make sure you, if you're, if you're the one doing it or uh -huh. if the engineer is the one doing it, that sound check is super integral at that point. Right. And then just make sure that that sound person is on their P's and Q's and that everybody, like I like to give folks like a little cue. So I'll just be like, if you see me do this, come closer. Mm -hmm. If you see me do this, wrap, wrap that shit up. <laughs> if you see me do this, go on, go on. So like I got little communication tools that I mm -hmm. use with people in front of other people. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right, thank you. All right. Oh, we're gonna go over here. Hey TK, my name's hey, Petra. I'm Australian in case you didn't guess. Oh, so, hey girl. Hey. I am in kind of pre-podcast mode and I'm only here for a week, but I've got a couple of really amazing interviews that I've set up. I have zero equipment. Tell me what to do. I'm going to go to these oh people's Jesus. office with my phone, yeah. my cell, 
do, do I go buy the headphones from like yeah, somewhere mean, in Times Square or like what do I get for a, a really last minute? Yeah, I'm last like the last minute, minute podcaster. No problem. <laughs> With no preparation, no technical expertise. We but can I've got make these this amazing happen. interviews, so I need to make it happen exactly. Yeah, let's make this happen. So let's step up. Let's. We're on the cell phone now. <laughs> we're gonna make this happen. We're gonna step up. Go get you some over the ear headphones. From where though? Um, any any Best Buy anywhere. Best Buy. Okay. Yep. Um, the Sony ones that I have. Uh, well, these are Tascam, but whatever, 25, 15 bucks. So I get two of those? Um, like one for them and one for me, or? Uh, if, you don't wanna, if, you wanna, if you don't mind carrying them back home to Australia. I need them anyway. Boom, I've got get nothing. Em. Get them, yeah. girl, get them. So get you some <laughs> headphones. Um, uh, then what you do is get that. I'm going to go I'm gonna go on my phone after, and we'll talk, okay. um, and I'll find out what that attachment is that goes from your cell phone to... Um, the mic okay. to also so that you can monitor. So okay. basically, hit me up after, but basically okay. you need that attachment that gives you the opportunity to plug your headphones in so you can listen and also to plug the mic in. Into the cell. Into the cell. Okay, so yeah. I'm using the cell as the recorder, basically. Yes, okay. the cell as the Sorry, recorder. Sorry, this is so basic for everyone Yeah, else. And then lay your phone there where you can see it. Yep. So it's not just your ears that's, that's paying attention, but it's also your eyes. Yes. So... If you see that you're going in the red on your screen and your ears are not yelling at you yet, then just take it down because you got to trust both things. Yeah. So um, I'll go on my phone after and we'll link up and I'll okay. tell you, I'll, I'll find the thing for you. Yeah. Excellent. Thank, Thank you, you. Petra. Appreciate that. Hi there. Thank Hello. you for your presentation. That was You're really welcome. funny and cool. Yeah. I wanted to ask how much time does it take you to edit one episode? Um, it depends. So your first episode is going to take forever. It's going to take 800 years. Um, I've worked like legit, right? Hey, girl, hey. Like, your first episode is going to take a long time, so don't be discouraged because that's your brain and your workflow telling you what you need to trim, right? Because in that moment, you're going to be like, ooh, I did way too much here. I don't need this. So think about the time it takes your interview. So if you have a one-hour interview, that's already one hour because you have to listen to the whole thing. Then you have to put it in your software and find the cuts, right? Then you have to cut it. <laughs> so right now, it takes me for an hour show that I work on, the one at BuzzFeed, and I come back to it so that my ears don't hurt and stuff. Um, I do it in two four-hour sections, so I can usually turn it around the next day. Um, and I like to do that because I'll catch stuff the next day that I didn't catch the day before because my, I'm tired or whatever. And also, don't edit tired. It's like being drunk. Oh, man, I have let some stuff go through, fam. Don't do it. So it takes me about two four-hour sessions, but everybody's different, and the first episode is going to be the hardest. So don't worry about that and don't get discouraged. Okay, yeah. So I don't see anybody standing. Oh, we're going for it. Thank you for TK in the afternoon, by the way. It was fantastic. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, what are you excited about for 2019 mm. in terms of like new audio softwares, like new things coming out that maybe we might all adopt soon or that might replace some of what's already out there? Oh, I'm not fully up on the 2019 tech yet. I did see, oh, Sennheiser has, um, so they're experimenting with the cell phone microphone thing and I don't have an iPhone, so I can't explore it, but there's like a cool 360 like microphone 
headphone situation. So this guy was like walking through the crowd and he was like talking to people and you could just hear everything. Like you're just standing in, in the moment with him. So I thought that was cool. So Sennheiser has some cool stuff. Sure has some cool microphones that I saw over at Third Coast. Um, software wise, I just, I just try to keep up with the updates. Um, I just try to keep up with the Pro Tools updates and I keep up with the Hindenburg updates and also get on the Hindenburg um, mailing list, y'all, because every year around March, it's like World Radio Day and they sell their software. You got that? One dollar. I got it for two dollars. They raised it up. Go on in there. Tell the people. I'm also a Hindenburg convert. My friend laughs at me, but I think it's the best. It's so good. So yeah, World Radio Day. I got it for a buck. Yep. It's fantastic and all free updates and everything. Yeah. And you own it. You're not renting it. It's not some Adobe crap. Yeah. So and also bias. Um, well, yeah. Well, no, but you know, yeah. I hate renting gear that I yeah. need. And um, yeah, so anyways, but I think sometimes it's not a buck, but it's still really discounted yeah. on World Radio Day. Because that's yeah. like $200 software. So follow the mailing list of all the technology you like. Because I'm not really up on it, because I'm like, I got what I need. Bye. So <laughs> I hope that was a little bit helpful. But I'm, I'm excited for different kind of microphones. I'm excited for anything that can make my cell phone my central hub. Yeah. And I love the H6, by the way. I love the Zoom H6 yeah. because you can use it so many different ways. So I'm super excited about that. Thank you. Thanks. Do you have any thoughts on the disappearing headphone jack because of wireless? Yes, I do. Bloody headphones. Why did you round me up, girl? I hate that shit. Um, by the way, uh, I hate the disappearing headphone jacks. I actually, so I, w I was in the market for a new cell phone. I got it last week and I only, I bought a cell phone two models old just so I could have that cell um, headphone jack. Yep, same, right? Same, I just did it two days ago. So I hate the disappearing it's jack. Like, wire, like wireless technology is convenient, but it's not reliable. Yeah, and then you have to have batteries for that wireless yeah. headphone or the wireless mic. I mean, and it's just a cell phone, yo. Like, let's keep this simple, damn. Right? Yeah, those are my feelings. I, <laughs> feels so strong. <laughs> Hi, my name is Arlene. Is Hi. this a piece you were looking for? Oh, that wasn't what I was looking for, but that it might be what they were looking for. Yes. Um, I happen to have it in my bag. Okay. Um, and I do more in the loss of that jack, so yeah. I had to buy this. But my question is, so there I am looking for a, a baby mixer, something mm -hmm. I haven't used before, and I'm in B&H. And oh, yeah. what do I buy? What do I, what do I ask for? What's a yeah. reasonable model? And, and what can I expect in price? So I try not to tell, you know, like brands or whatever, because everybody, you got your own, your budget might inform the brand that you buy. So I try not to do that. But I will say also, just for going in the store confidence, do not let them tell you, um, that they don't know something or whatever. It's their store. It's their job to get on Google and find out the thing. But what you should know is what you, where you want your sound to go come out of and where you want it to go into if you're buying cables. If you are in the market for a baby mixer, um, I'm not gonna lie, I would spend at least, this was 100 and it, they took it off the market and I'm really sad about it. But I do like the PV brand and it costed, uh, costed uh, me 100. I would spend at least 100 to 150 on a baby mixer. I hate 
Um, ooh, I was gonna tell you a brand that I hated. I will also have to find you and tell you. There's a brand that I hate that I can't remember. What is it? I really, no, I, I'm usually, a, cause I'm a very shady bitch. So I would usually take this opportunity to shade on a brand, but um, I really can't remember right now. But um, I would say 150 will keep you in a good, um, decent quality area in terms of baby mixers, yeah. And I like to find ones where I have the most um, options. Anything with the most options, so this has four XLRs and also has two line-ins. Anything with more options for the buck, I go with, yeah. And that's why I bought the Zoom H6, because I could have bought the H4. But this gives me four um, XLR inputs, and this top part, I can even buy another attachment and put two more people. So. I like more bang for the buck. So anything with more features, less money. Right, thank you. You're welcome. Hi, I'm Molly. Hi, Molly. Um, thank you, that was really awesome. Um, I'm, I come from an, a visual world, so I'm using like, you know, cameras and, um, and, and I still use uh, Final Cut Pro, and I'm use, mixing audio with Final Cut Pro, which I know is ridiculous, but that's what I do. No, you, it works, right? It works. Okay, then. So I was wondering, like, if I'm using, a, like, a camera mount as, a camera-mounted microphone as my mic stand, yeah. one, can I get away with that in terms mm -hmm. of, like, sound quality? And if I'm going to avoid mic stands entirely, is yeah. it better to use, like, a handheld like this or a lav mic, or like a um, like a shotgun mic. Mm -hmm. Like, what's the best? Uh, I treat every situation differently. Mm -hmm. So if it's a thing where I'm interviewing someone and it's a sensitive thing, and I really want to just get into it with them, I use a lav mic, the Thai mic, mm -hmm. um, and that's just because you know reasons. And it's where I, I just want to be invisible and just talk to them, have a 60 minutes moment. Um, handheld. Uh, when I use these, these are my everyday. So I just use them. It's like they know that it's coming. You know why we're here. Just talking to the front of it, and I don't let them touch it. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And also, as an interviewer, I never relinquish my mic. You ever see people that just hand it off? And person is like, wah, 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 and you're like, I just want my microphone back. You are the keeper of your interview. Keep your microphone. Um, but you said the camera mount. So you've been using it, or you wanna? Well, I've just been, you know. Yeah, you've been doing phone, that. Phone, 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 mm -hmm. phone. But if I'm upgrading from yeah. phone, 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 what's my next get? Um, from phone, 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 I would say, and you wanna stay like compact? Yeah. Get a, get a field recorder. Get a field recorder, and people put um, shotgun mics on top of those okay. because cool. they get more focused sound. But then do I, so I can mount it on top of the, of that. Yep. Okay. Yeah, there's actually, this has an attachment, um, like a, their own branded attachment, but you can attach other brand um, shotgun mics on there too. Awesome. So I know people that go out into the field because they just have to, and they get a super cardioid shotgun mic, and it's so focused that you, you can hear the rest of the world, but it's really about the person in front of you. And yeah. then if they're, hold, like if I'm holding that, yeah. is that... Um, so with the shotgun mic, it's so sensitive, you, you don't do even that. have to do much. So you just okay. be like this. Yeah. And okay. if you're holding anything with your hands, guys, just remember, no flim-flam hands, no weak wrists, none of that. <laughs> Firm. Mm. 
Mm -hmm. Thank you. This is a phallic symbol for a reason. Thank you. Any last thoughts? Thank you, guys. That was Keisha T.K. Dutess speaking at the 2018 Work It Festival. Both the festival and the podcast are produced by WNYC Studios and are made possible by a grant from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Event sponsors include Spotify, Captera, Stitcher, Art19, Pandora, Himalaya, and Yale School of Management. 